planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. I'm not sure what day or year it is, but I sure as hell hope everyone is doing okay out there and you're looking out for yourselves and staying indoors and uh, finding creative way to pass the time until all this is over. Uh, shout out to all those essential workers that are pushing through and doing all the hard work to uh, keep us all safe or... Uh, especially uh, those working in hospitals. And thanks for everything you guys are doing. Uh, We appreciate it, and I hope you guys are staying safe as well. Total legends. On this episode, we talk to Pablo Divilla from Irist, a new badass band that you're all going to be hearing of everywhere very, very soon. And they've just dropped their killer debut album, Order of the Mind, through Nuclear Blast on March 27. And this thing is an absolute beast of a record. It's a very, very strong debut, and I, and I can't recommend it enough. Go right now, pause this, order it, stream it, and get it. And I guarantee you'll love it as much as I do. Killer band that was signed by legendary Monty Connor, who has signed some of the biggest metal bands on the planet like Fear Factory, Sepultura, Death, Slipknot, Gojira, Obituary. The list is just insane and goes on and on. Go Google it and it'll knock you on your ass. You'll see who this dude has signed and uh, if it's good enough for him, it's uh, quality stuff. Go get it right now. All right, before we go into this episode, just need to give a shout-out to our good friends at Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They do shirts, hats, patches, you name it. If you can wear it, they can print it. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and they're awesome guys. www.blacklightad.com.au show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout-out to our good friends of the occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have just launched their winter range, and they've got the new Death Dealer hoodies available right now that are just flying out the door. Uh, Go get yours now. Don't delay or you'll miss out. These things are awesome, and I've got to get my hands on one very, very soon. Electricwitch.com.au. Go uh, give them a like on the socials as well, and uh, they're awesome. All right, don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black Podcast through iTunes, Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our reviews and articles at www.everblackmedia.com or like us on all the socials. All right, here is my chat with Pablo from Iris. Go get their debut album, Order of the Mind, right now. It's out everywhere through Nuclear Blast. Horns high. Enjoy. Pablo, uh, thanks for joining us on the show, man. How's everything going over there in uh, your neck, neck of the woods? Uh, it, I can't complain. I can't complain. You know, we're stuck indoors and have been for a while now, but uh, I'm stuck in a good place. I'm actually, I've been staying in uh, Adam's basement uh, for a couple of weeks now, and this is where we have uh, his studio that he built, so we're at least able to stay productive and creative during these strange times. Have you been finding that throughout all this it has been 
a good time to, to get creative? For me, it has because I was already kind of working on some new stuff before, you know, all this shit went down. And, uh, you know, it, it just so happened that I was, I was already coming to, to the studio just as this happened. So, you know, I'm just spending a lot more time on it now than I thought <laughs> I, I would, uh, I would originally. But again, you know, I've got, I've got my friends here. We've got food. We, um, we're doing what we love, so it's, we haven't haven't gotten too crazy yet. Beers, though. Have you got a fridge full of beers? The important stuff. We've, we've got the beers. Yeah, I've got to go on a beer run tonight, so you actually just reminded me. <laughs> 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 well, man, of course, your band Iris have just released your debut album, Order of the Mind, and I really fucking love this record, dude. It's got a lot of depth and passion and, and thought behind it. It's, it's just phenomenal, man. Like, for a debut, like, you guys have really kicked through that gate screening it's amazing awesome man. yeah i'm glad you think so you know we worked really hard on it and we spent uh a really long time putting it together and um had some obstacles you know we had things fall through and for a while we were we were really in a limbo state because of a change of plans or you know because of one thing or the other so we're just happy that that we finally reached the day where we could release it and then of course you know if we had planned to release it a little bit later all this the corona all this coronavirus shit would have gotten in the way so it could have gotten postponed by who knows how long mm-hmm. so so yeah I mean, we're just really happy we, we were able to to release it in one way or, or another and you know people loving it as well man like all the reviews uh feedback from people online that i'm seeing it, it's everywhere and people are really digging it man i mean considering you know the circumstances mm-hmm. and what's going on uh that's that's a real positive thing so i think how are you guys feeling about that are you you know is that helping you sort of get through the day yeah yeah it is you know i mean the way it kind of hits it hits us initially is a little overwhelming because we haven't had much feedback of any kind for so long you know we've had these songs we've just kind of been keeping them to ourselves for a couple of years and very few people have really even heard them uh, in demo form. So just to have this huge wave of, of opinions and reviews and uh, stuff like that is uh, it's a shock initially, but fortunately uh, the majority of it is positive and that's, it's nice to hear, especially now that uh, we can't really go anywhere. So, so if anything, it keeps us occupied. And like I said, it's nice to hear uh, that people are enjoying it and connecting with it because because up until now it's really been our little baby, you know, something we've been keeping to ourselves and, and we're, we're not really we were not really sure how anybody was going to receive it. Um, I kind of lost perspective after after working on it for so long, so, so it's good. You know, and even though it's you know your, your debut album through Nuclear Blast, you know, a lot of people see you you know as a new band, but they don't see all the blood, sweat, and beers that going to the lead up of everything that makes an album, I guess. You know, what were the challenges mm-hmm. that you were facing leading up to uh, the release, obviously, with all what's going on aside? You know, there's there's always little little personal things or stuff that's going on in each of our, each of our own lives. So, you know, there was some life stuff that was happening, but I guess that's to be expected with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, uh, like, just the logistics of getting to the studio um we after we signed to nuclear blast we were planning to go somewhere else and then kind of banked on that and all of our plans and our schedule was kind of uh, revolving around that and then it, it, it fell through and so that kind of shifted forced us to shift gears and kind of restructure everything and you know we were all you know working full-time and uh 
so we had to make arrangements with our jobs and our living situations. And so for a little for a little while, uh, it, it got a little it got pretty stressful. And, and we were also still riding during that time, so we were putting in all these hours and continuing to kind of develop all the uh, all the demos. So that that was probably the most like that, that's the first thing that comes to mind because we we had to we had to adjust so drastically. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually, it, it all ended up working out. You know, we uh, we ended up working with Lewis Johns in the UK, and initially when we suggested it, we even, I mean it even sounded like a long shot to us, just you know because of the nature of having to plan to to travel so far to to record an album, especially that you know it's, it's our first album, so. It, it seemed even more far-fetched, but uh, fortunately, everything kind of fell within the budget, and Lewis Johns had the time to do it, and everyone's schedule lined up, and um, so it all kind of worked out. You know, half this shit, I don't even know how it how, how it worked out because we were so kind of stuck in the in the writing process. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Some things kind of fell into place. You know, we were just we were very stubborn too. So you know, we if, if we think something's like in the case of Lewis Johns, um, Adam, our other guitar player, heard uh, Conjure's last album, Meyer, and um, we loved the drum sound on that album so much, and that, and we thought it would, it would suit our uh, sound so well for this album specifically that uh, we just kind of kept bugging the the guys at the label to look into it and uh, and uh, try to try to make it happen, you know. And, uh, like I said, fortunately, it did fell within the budget, so, you know, within everybody's schedule, and, and it all sort of worked out. Yeah, in, in regards to the album title, uh, Order of the Mind, and the artwork, how does that all tie in together? Um, well, the, the artwork, uh, Alex actually did the artwork. He's uh, this guy in uh, Philadelphia that we came across on social media. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where. Adam is the one who, who came across him initially, but, yeah, he we, we rarely agree on... Many things, you know, as a band, you know, we, of course we love each other, but everybody comes from very different backgrounds, and um, so that was one thing that we absolutely agreed on when he when he uh, showed us some of Alex Eckman's work. Everybody was 100% in, and we contacted him and sent him the uh, the album, and he was into it. He was into our vibe, you know. He, he sent us uh, several options of artwork that he had, and uh, they were all amazing. But for most of us, the piece that we used for the album cover specifically like just immediately like jumped out at us and uh the other thing was that like we we hadn't really we didn't start looking for an artist until the album was was done and uh at that point it was much easier to kind of step back and catch a vibe you know with all the songs coming together as one and it was just easier to to gauge what the what the aesthetics should do you know to complement all the Mm. songs and uh anyways so we that was an easy choice for us and we went we went with him and um, it just gets better for us. It gets better every time you look at it. You know, we're really happy that it was a quick decision, but we're really happy with how it came out. As far as how the lyrics tie in, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I can't give you a very good answer because Rodrigo is the one that writes all the lyrics for the band. I can tell you that the, like the over the overarching theme theme for the album was uh, overcoming, um, sort of just generally overcoming like the physical and. Uh, mental barriers and uh but yeah you know and a lot of this stuff is very abstract you know like we weren't like when we did choose the the work with alex Eckman, it's not like we're analyzing things over analyzing things or trying to you know it's, it's more of a more impulsive and you just kind of just kind of feel it out you know and, and that that kind of ties into our songwriting too you know there's, there's very there's very pur- purposeful and specific things that we do uh for a reason 
but uh, a lot of the times, you know, when things come up, it's more, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, maybe just emotionally based. And mm. and then we sort of do the thinking afterwards, you know. But, yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Actually, yeah, and, and the title now sort of makes yeah. sense with everything you guys have been through and to get to this point. It mm-hmm. sort of makes sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, the, the band name, it's not a question I usually ask. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the what's the name mean? What's what's Iris? Rodrigo uh, uh, came up with it. It's, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. We thought that uh, it was again one of those things where it just seemed right. It seemed to fit the the vibe that we're going for. It wasn't mm. too flashy. It looked really cool on paper. Um, I think initially Rodrigo was looking at the word uh, Iris, and then. For some reason, they decided to put a T on it because it looked good and showed it to the rest of us. And then everybody was kind of seeing different words within that made-up word. And uh, I don't know, this looked kind of ancient and mysterious, but again, not too, you know, it's, it's, we thought about it later. And we were like, well, you know, you don't, you don't want a word that almost like takes away from the music or automatically is going to put X, Y, or Z thing in your head. You know, it kind of, mm. it kind of just... You know, we, we we wanted to color it in. You know, we we want we wanted to give it meaning over time. So that, that's kind of the the thinking that went into it. You know, you signed to what, in my opinion, the best label on the planet, Nuclear Blast. Um, that was by the legendary yeah, awesome. Monty Connor. How how'd that come about? How'd you get his attention? Oh man, it was it was really weird. You know, in 2000, I think it was 2017 that we released our EP. Um, we were we sent our we recorded everything here in Georgia, but then we sent it off. For Matt Bayless to mix it. He's this guy in Seattle who mixed and recorded a bunch of bands that we love. I don't know, Russian Circles, uh, Ken Mode, Isis, Mastodon. So um, we sent it to Matt Bayless to mix. And right after he got done mixing, he asked if he could send it to a couple of guys or a couple of labels, I think it was. And of course, he said yes. You know, we were, we were already touched, you know, that he would think so highly of the songs that he would even send them to anyone. So we said yes. And then I want to say a few days later, we had an email from, from Monty. So, you know, obviously we were shocked. And uh, we, we so we started talking to him super early. You know, we, we were going back and forth, and he was kind of, you know, feeling each other out and kind of like a courtship phase and uh, sending in more demos and more demos. And then uh, after uh, Rodrigo joined the band, we sent him three more demos with his vocals on it. And I think a couple of days later, he wrote back and said, you know, let's go ahead and make this thing happen. It sounds it sounds like it's supposed to. And um, and then we just started planning all the logistics and how we would get to the studio we were gonna, where we were going to record. So um, that's kind of why, you know, we, I've had the question of how we kind of just appeared out of nowhere. And I guess that's the answer. It's, you know, the uh, Monty Connor and Nuclear Blast kind of hit us up so early on that, um, you know, it was a time where we were ready to start playing shows. You know, we'd done our EP, we just wanted to play. And, but, uh, you know, if Monty Connor hits you up and says he's interested, then, you know, we almost immediately just kind of went back into writing mode and making the best demos that we could. And uh, just because, you know, how, how is that going to say no to that? You know, we grew That's up right. listening to every single band that he signed. I mean, it's just for, for me personally, and I know some of the other guys in the band feel this way, but it's almost like it feels almost like coming full circle, you know. I grew up listening to all the, you know, nineties Roadrunner bands and those have absolutely influenced me and so many other people, whether they realize it or not. And then, you know, to have that same guy knock on your door one day and say that he's 
you know, to pay any amount of attention to you is already like, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, I can die now. <laughs> it's true, man. He's, I mean, he's a legend. I mean, you would have probably picked his brains about all those days and signed those bands and stuff too. I'm, I'm guessing would have been an interesting. Yeah, a little bit. Over yeah. Unfortunately, we still, we, yeah, we, we still haven't gotten the chance to meet him in person. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. uh, spoken on the phone uh, several times over the past couple of years. But um, yeah, and now New York is basically closed, which is where he is. Um, so we're going to have to wait a little longer before we can actually go out for a, for a beer. And, you know, uh, of course, you, you were meant to be hitting the road and heading overseas. Is that right? You were meant to be going in soon? Um, right? I mentioned that, yeah. I mean, after, that, that was after our EP. That was the plan, to get to go ahead and to play some shows, you know, and to, to play as many shows as we could. But, but uh, yeah, what I was saying is that we, we weren't able to put maybe as much Mm. energy into that or planning any kind of regional tours because we uh, because our minds were were already you know thinking that okay we need we need to keep writing you know we need to make more demos for for monty to hear and to you know try to get signed by by this label this kind of appeared out of nowhere um but uh but yeah so far i mean the in the present we were uh yeah planning to play you know support the album go out and tour and mm. play shows and everything but uh of course you know everything's on hold you know we're lucky in that we didn't have we didn't have anything booked uh anything uh we didn't have anything official uh booked too close to the release of the album so you know we we didn't uh we didn't have to go through anything like you know many other bands that have yeah had to fly back from europe or uh you know the shitty timing with a release that, you know, needs to have a tour happen immediately afterwards because they're an established band. Um, so, you know, in, in our case, it hasn't, I feel like it hasn't been, it could have been much worse. Um, and I'm just happy that the, the album release didn't get postponed. So, because for me, it's more important that it just gets released, you know, even if it's during these coronavirus mm-hmm. times, um, than having to wait another God knows how many months to release this thing after we've waited for you know nearly two years. So, um, <laughs> it would have, so I'm just man, happy with it at this point. Oh, dude, oh, I'm glad God, it's out man. too. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I, I've I've I, I've heard it earlier than release, obviously, because you know reviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, man, I could imagine it's such a great album, and I was like, hey, when this drops, people are gonna love it. And um, I could imagine oh, you, like waiting for Christmas, man. <laughs> so I know when you, you know, you yeah. wait for that thing to drop and get everyone in. So it would have been, it just would have killed you. But I'm glad that it's out yeah. in the world, man. And um, you know, other people are enjoying it as as much as I am. You know, which is which is cool. But we'd love to see you guys in Australia. What, what's have you got plans to do that one day once this all blows over? Discussing it. I'd love to, man. We'd love, I mean, that would that would be a dream. I think I think the legal has. A cousin or some some family in Australia, but even aside from that, you know that's that's a place we've all kind of always spoken about very fondly, and you know, I've, I've, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'd we'd love to, man, and I, we'd love to say when, yeah, you just got to be patient and wait this thing out and try to stay positive and not lose our minds. That's right. Well, uh, Pablo, thanks again for hanging on the show, man, and you know, I really want to wish you and the the rest of the boys all the best for the. The rest of the year, and uh, we'll have some cold ones ready for you when you uh, when you do head right on. Man. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, yeah, really good talking to you, man. Thank you. Planning on traveling this summer. 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 